everyone. Hello to all of my friends in discovery, recovery, just learning, or anything in between. It's Purse here, and I'm actually being a bad student because I'm recording an episode a week ahead instead of doing my homework. And this is the last episode of 2017. Wow. I remember when I posted twice a week, and now I only post once a week, and this is going to be a reflection and re-evaluation episode and what I wanted to start doing um, was basically like every six months or every couple months go back and listen to all of my previous episodes that I had made um, and just critique anything that I might have gotten wrong or anything that I mischaracterized either about myself or my illnesses or about other people um, in relation to my illnesses. And I got about, I got into about mid-August. No, I started recording in August. I got to about mid-September when I realized that listening to myself talk over and over and over again was the most cringeworthy, terrible, experience that I have had in the last couple weeks. I was listening to myself and everything I heard. I was like, why did you say that? There's some episodes that have really shoddy audio and I'm like, why did you do that? So I got up until about um, my five blank plans, I think. Um, Maybe the episode after that. I think I started um, I started what BPD means to me and that's like an hour long episode and I started getting up into I have a couple out a couple of episodes around that time that go above an hour and I was listening to it on like two times the speed and I was like this is wasting too much time um so scrap that I won't be doing that anymore however um if you guys listen to something that I've said in the past or even in a recent episode or in a blog post and you're like hey this is wrong like feel free to just respectfully um message me and say hey you said this in this episode at around this time or whatnot or I read this in the third paragraph of this blog and I don't think that's a fair assessment or I think that's wrong um and we can I tried to pause to get that yawn out, but didn't work. Didn't work. Um, we can talk it out. We can figure it out, you know? Um, let's see. So that, I was going to talk about this at the end of this episode, but I'm going to talk about this at the beginning because there's a couple things I want to address. I want to address what I'm about to address. I want to, I made some notes for like the couple of episodes I did listen to. So I want to go over all of the things that I jotted down that I wanted to cover in here just to, um, I guess, retract some statements or clarify some statements or some of the things that I said, especially in my early episodes. And then I want to talk about where we're going from here. Because this is, again, a reflection and re-evaluation episode on what I've been doing with my podcast and maybe what I've been doing with my life, um, depending on how long this takes. But the first thing I want to say is I am not unproblematic. And um, the companion blog for this week is going to be posted when I post this and it's done and it's written and it's also titled I'm not not unproblematic. What I am is mentally ill. What I am is a human being. What I'm trying to be is an advocate. What I am not is unproblematic. Um, 
I mean, a lot of my like personal, personal social medias are private anyway, with my actual name and all of my brand, like the personally borderline social medias are fairly new. But if you go back a couple years into my Twitter or my Instagram or my Snapchat's not around, it deletes, but whatever, even the Tumblr, um, personallyborderline.tumblr.com wasn't always personallyborderline.tumblr.com. I've had that Tumblr account since probably about uh, maybe 2010, like the past seven years I've had that Tumblr account. Like if you go on various social medias that you have access to and you just scroll back, scroll back, scroll back, you're probably going to find things that I said not even four or five years ago, maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, that are not currently socially acceptable or that are not all-inclusive um, or that could be offensive, even offensive to the mental health community. I literally made a episode about how to be a good ally in which my introduction was a story about me being a bad ally. Um, and it's only until like the past couple years, and that's being very generous, um, it's only until maybe post-breakdown that I fully understood the magnitude of just having something that makes you completely like out of your own controls having something in your brain that's convincing you of things that are not rational um and still going through with them anyway um so even in the realm that i am advocating for i've not been perfect i'm telling you guys this right now because i hear especially in the youtube community like um you see people dragging up tweets or like old videos that people have made when they first got on YouTube, like four years before they got successful or whatever, back before they had hundreds of thousands of people watching their every move and when they were just a normal, regular person who could say ridiculous, dumb things and get away with it and someone's going to drag that up of them in grade seven, like, I don't know, being disrespectful. Um... And I'm I'm not here to pretend like I'm perfect. Literally, my purpose with this blog is, or with this podcast and everything related to it, is to share my story and help someone who might have a story like mine, so that they don't go through as much as what I went through, and hopefully they can catch it early and get the help that they need. Um, that's that's it. I'm not here to be the next Mother Teresa. I'm not here to be a role model on how to be the best woke unproblematic activist there is. I have a part-time job. I go to school. I have multiple part-time jobs. I don't have time to be reading articles about this word is now politically incorrect to say this, whatever. Here's my, here's my caveat. Um, I am not a bigot. You know, I'm not, I'm, I live on a very strict live in that love policy. Live your life. I live my life. Do your best. Um, but that, that isn't to say that, you know, I might not make an analogy or say something that's indirectly offensive that I don't even know was offensive because I don't spend all my time of all days um, curating my vocabulary um, to an extent where no one's offended ever. Um, although I'm not going to go out of my way to, you know, condemn or oppress anyone. Um, so that's that's pretty much that. Uh, a good couple minutes to say I'm a human being. And you might not like all of my opinions, and not all of my opinions are all-inclusive, which is unfortunate, but it is what it is, um, because I'm a regular human being, and I'm not going to apologize for that. And if you have an issue with something that I've said, or I've written, or I've posted, feel free to come to me about it. We can talk about it, as long as you're respectful. Um, 
But at the end of the day, if you're coming onto my stuff expecting, you know, a pure small bean um, who's not going to cause any problems and isn't going to say anything that's going to offend anyone. And then the moment I say something that you think is problematic, you start writing like hateful exposés about how I'm the worst person ever and blah, blah, blah. Like that's not going to fly. I'm not, uh, you know, um, I, I will retract what I say if it's rightfully offensive um, you know, I will, I'll retract anything that I say or I post that's incorrect or a false equivalence or is offensive because I want to reduce stigma. I want to raise awareness, whatnot. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and, you know, apologize for being a human being. Um, cause I find a lot of people take things that are quote unquote problematic and turn them into a witch hunt. Another thing to remember is that as of recording this audio, I'm 18 and I've lived a lot of years and a lot of your youth is meant test is for testing the waters and learning how to do different things. Um, or learning how to be a, a productive person in the world of people, which means I've probably said things that are offensive before I even knew they were offensive or things that were wrong or not all inclusive. Um, and then I've learned better and I now don't have those views, even though those views are still on the internet somewhere. So um, be smart, be intelligent, you know, um, take anything posted further than like a year ago, I guess, with a grain of salt um, and bring something up respectfully if you think that it's an issue. Um, but I'm definitely not unproblematic. I'm a human being and I'm, I don't. I don't uh, pretend to be anything but, and I have my own recovery to work, worry about, not about walking on eggshells because some people take things to the nth degree. So that's one thing that I wanted to address. Um, next thing. So basically, I'm just going to go through all the notes that I wrote as I listened to like my first six or seven episodes that I had ever made. One thing um, that I used a lot was, or one word that I used a lot was pre-diagnosed. Um, and that was before I was actually diagnosed in October of this year. And basically what that came from was I went through my huge breakdown, whatnot, um, found out about BPD through Amber on Teen Mom, uh, that pushed me to go to therapy. Um, I went to see a psychotherapist who do not diagnose, um, although of course they're aware of different diagnoses, um, she told me she doesn't diagnose um however when we were talking and I was explaining my story whatnot and I told her what other people previous had told me to look up which was pretty much anxiety um she was saying anything else and I was like I also thought I had a BPD and she was like yeah I can I can see it but we can work on the symptoms regardless of what we have what you may or may not have um we can work on those symptoms but yeah I mean, I don't diagnose, but that, 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 that could be what the symptoms are presenting as. And because I went through such a terrible dark time, I took that as, as I knew I wasn't like diagnosed professionally because that's not a professional diagnosis, but I took that kind of like, we'll treat the symptoms, but that is something on the table that the symptoms could encompass. It was basically like, I'm not diagnosing you with VPD, but like, the those symptoms that is one of the things that it could have that could have manifested i took that as if you know you have dpd because i needed a way to make sense of everything that had happened to me pretty much 
that whole year because um, I didn't feel like myself. And that's a lot of my early episodes are very breakdown-centric, like even on very general things like um, like things like what to expect from therapy or um, mental health and pets was pretty good. But there was a couple of episodes that had nothing to do with like my own personal experience and just like general things, topics about mental health meets another topic and I would just like overlay it with instances and things from my breakdown and breakup and things that I was experiencing and look well listening back onto that I realized it's because even though it had been like six months I was still processing everything that happened and I was still processing that whole breakup and the whole breakdown and everything that was going on so it's very heavy-handed of me being like this is this because of this, and this happened because of this, because I just, I needed explanations. Um, which leads me into my next thing. I had this whole thing where I talked about, you know, my phase one and my phase two and the ups and downs and whatnot. And, um, it was very category, categorical and it was very cut and dry. Um, which makes sense because I'm very much things are, or they're not. And I like to like put them into boxes and, make things make sense and link things to other things. Um, however, my mood and phase cycle is not that specific, um, as specific as I made it out to be in my, I believe it was either the like recovery warriors, like my very first couple episodes or in the, what BPD means to me, where I was like, first I'm depressed and then I move up to manic and then I go all the way to back down. It's, it's not that, for me, like, it's not, that's not the way it is. Um, that was the way it was during my breakdown specifically. And because I could tie the breakdown to a mental health issue, I was like, I, again, I needed to fit everything with the breakdown. Um, like everything with the breakdown with the mental health issues. So I started to compartmentalize and say like, when I felt like this was this phase of this and whatnot, I'm still learning about myself. Um, that was a very good explanation again of that whole breakdown period, but it's not a good explanation of how I am just kind of like in general, um, which is also to say, uh, back to the pre-diagnosis thing, I think what I was getting to is, um, basically pre-diagnosis, the word that I was using, like that whole kind of phrasing was me trying to get out of using self-diagnose because I did get like very loose acknowledgement from a mental health professional and I was in therapy. Um, I have a very middle ground view on self-diagnosis. I don't agree with people who, you know, go on WebMD and read a few Tumblr posts and then they say that they have DID, schizophrenia, depression, anxiety, PTSD, and all these kinds of things, but they've never experienced trauma in their life, um, but also refusing to get help. However, you know, if I, I, my biggest thing is like, you can self-diagnose, um, self-assess, self-guess, I suppose, um, as long as you are making those moves to get the help for yourself, um, and I think that's why I use pre-diagnosed because I didn't want to say like I have this, but I also didn't want to say it was self-diagnosed and it was a weird thing. Pre-diagnosis isn't a thing. Either you go to a professional and they diagnose you or you don't have a diagnosis, you know? It's like me walking around saying I have, I don't know, um, I was going to say a tumor, but that's so morbid. Um, 
it's it's like me walking around saying I have a thyroid issue and then I go to the doctors and they're like, I know you actually have something else or me saying I'm anemic, but I, I don't or me saying I have celiac disease or I don't. Um, there are cases when you are misdiagnosed or you know just because you do either well enough research or you're just lucky enough to research in the right places and you make changes and that helps you and then you get diagnosed and it's like wow I I knew this all along but there are a lot of situations where someone's like oh I think I'm anemic and then you go to the doctors it's like no you actually have this issue and it's still an issue you're still experiencing what you're experiencing but what you're attributing it to is wrong um but anyway, pre-diagnosis isn't a thing. It was just me trying to cop out. It talks about my phases, my mood cycling, and how that was just... Those, those for, especially those early episodes, very much sounds like a word jumble of me just trying to process everything that had happened because even when I started therapy, which was about a month and a half before I started all of these episodes, um, I was still in a very foggy place, in a very dark place, staring at walls and going to sleep and staring at walls and all this. That's that's very common for me. I do that a lot. Um, and that was a time when I was that was the first time I was kind of coming out of that headspace and my head was kind of clearing up and I wasn't as depressed as before. How am I doing now? By the way, I'm doing, I mean, I'm definitely not in the place that I was this time last year. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not the best ever at every time, but I'm not in that dark of a place. Um, me and also part of my like support team are waiting to see if something like episodes like that happen again anytime soon to kind of move forward with my diagnosis and also what I have. So it's, it's a weird place of not wanting to get to that place ever again. And also being afraid that I could get to that place again. Um, but then also Loki hoping that I get to that place again at some point just so that I know that it it was real um which sucks but it is what it is um so yeah um I'm in a better place than before being hopeful having friends being an outcast uh I forget what this relates to um but I think I was just being super super blunt about my friendships again I was not only assessing like the breakdown but I had gone through a whole bunch of other issues um previous because that's the cycle especially relational issues so I was trying to just attribute every single relational issue I've ever had to the BPD um I am a lot more cutthroat than other people and I cut people off um for pettier reasons than other people and it's less so you know a a choice of like this person's bad for me and more so like I physically feel uncomfortable around someone or I physically don't want to just be around them or I don't care um so that's a lot more volatile you know there's those aspects yeah but again it's it's not super like I have a million friends or I have no one. And I think that might have been how I kind of presented myself. Addressing the term neurotypical. I hope I haven't used that in any sort of episode um, recently. I use neurotypical a lot in the first couple episodes. And that's mainly because I spent my first couple weeks on Tumblr, you know, looking for the BPD community, um, which I regret because Tumblr is probably one of the most toxic communities for anything, not just mental health that I've been on. Um, considering I've been on Tumblr on and off these past seven years, it's it's not the best place to be. Um, but neurotypical is a buzzword there and it basically means someone who's mentally well, 
um, who's mentally doing all right, although some people use it to describe anyone who's not on like the autism autism spectrum. So it depends on who you're talking to. But basically, neuro the more the better your mental health is, I suppose, the more your neurotypical quote unquote you are. And I started using it to, I guess, again as another identifier because I was just categorizing everything, right? Um. And if you notice, hopefully, because I didn't listen to all of my episodes, because again, it was super cringe, which also, side note, I find really, really funny, because that was literally stuff that I recorded and posted five, six months ago, you know, and I'm sitting here now, and I listen back to that, and I'm like, oh my gosh, why did you say that? Why did you do that? This is so cringe. Um... And I feel like six months from now, I'm going to look back and listen to this and think, why did you say that? This is so cringe. It's just, um, I find it really, really interesting. I found it really interesting how much of like, how much I wanted to run away from my headphones every time I like listen to myself open my mouth. So thank you guys for listening to me. Cause some of you say like, you like my voice, you like hearing what I have to say. And I'm like, how, you know, I can't even listen to myself for more than 20 minutes and I'm ready to run for the hills. But, um, neurotypical i would like to retire that term um because it's very patronizing and it comes from a a community that's not necessarily healthy and at times also would rather bask in their illness than get better um acknowledging that i do feel anxious in everyday life said that oh this is a really big one so in my bpd means to me so i attributed my anxiety as like an offset of the bpd and then the depression as a completely different thing and i understand why i did that because the bpd i directly related to the breakup whereas my depression was just greater than the breakdown um and i there are a lot of depressive symptoms that i feel even when i'm in a good like kind of like intimate relationship with another um human being like if I'm in a good place and it's like we're starting to just get to know each other I do get really depressed for like other reasons it's really weird because it's like a really happy it's supposedly a really happy time in my life but I get really stressed and then the things that I'm stressed about makes me it's not a good place but um in that specific situation with my breakdown I had I had been depressed and shown signs of depression previous to getting into the relationship around that time um so I can see why I split it that way because I was very much like I was depressed before I was with this person and then with this person all the BPD elements came out and also all the anxious elements came out because I was having a lot of panic attacks I'd wake up and cry um but that is because I was living with my anxiety for so long. The anxiety is probably the longest illness that I've lived with. I am diagnosed. Since we talked about pre-diagnosis, I should say, I'm officially diagnosed as of October. Um, generalized anxiety, anxiety disorder, borderline personality disorder and traits of, um, and what is it, major depression or major depressive disorder. And then I was told once, like, maybe some sort of complex PTSD, but then, like, who knows, right? Because uh, I went for another opinion because I was an idiot. Um, but that dude and I didn't have a great time. Anyway, um, so basically those are my three diagnoses and PTSD has a huge question mark and circle around it. Uh, so I didn't even include that. But um, I'd, I'd been living with the anxiety for so long that I didn't even realize what I was experiencing was not normal. Um, just for a quick overview I feel nauseous all the time I 
started having more and more panic attacks like this last year, but I had had a couple of them few and far between just being so overwhelmed that like would cry and like shut down um a couple times a year previous like this year I've had multiple like more than 20 you know in the whole year whereas most of the time I'd have like one or two but um I would just because I categorize everything I would chalk it up to a specific event and then push it aside um it turns out it's just anxiety so I said that i don't feel anxious in everyday life and only related to the BPD, which is why I attach those two. But no, I do feel anxious all the time, every day, all day. Um, I just didn't know that what I was feeling was anxiety. Next, being too expeditional, too much housekeeping. Oh, basically at the beginning of all my episodes, I spent like five to ten minutes just with exposition and housekeeping and like this is what I've been doing for my past week and this is how I want to do my podcast going forward and it's like you guys don't care who cares if I post twice a week or once a week or if I record off anchor or on anchor or you know on a native whatever you like you guys don't care as long as I put out the um content so that was just a note for me to stop rambling about quote-unquote housekeeping stuff that has nothing to do with the listener and me trying to figure out how to organize myself and then scratching sounds about ooh at the very in the very early days I was experimenting between having like using just my phone on a surface and speaking out or using my headphones that have a microphone in them and speaking into the microphone but for a couple of episodes I would just leave my microphone hanging I wouldn't hold it in front of my mouth um which captured my speaking voice fine, but as I moved my face, it would also scratch. Like, the microphone would rub rub on my clothing, and it would make scratching noises, <coughs> kind of like someone writing on a piece of paper in the back of my episode. So if you listen to those, and you're like, what's that scratching sound? It's my microphone. Um, Mental Health and Therapy 101. Mental Health and Therapy 101. Let's see what does this say oh and one of them I for mental health and therapy I talked about how um if you are like a year over the age of cutoff for like youth mental health hotlines like kids help phone I think goes up to 21 I was like just lie about your age um but I've recently found out that there are adults adult hotlines um that are out there so you know, just look for an adult hotline. Don't take up hotlines that are not meant for you. Just look for a hotline that applies to you. Uh, Managing symptoms. You always have this illness. So basically, when I first found out about BPD, um, I was told it's incurable. Um, I've been told opposing things, but for the most part, I've been told, like, it gets better with treatment. And depending on the severity you have going, like, into treatment, you can manage the symptoms so much that it it's as if the the um illness went away like you can present you can stop presenting for the symptoms and then be like um undiagnosed I suppose with BPD if you're not presenting with symptoms anymore so it's I guess it's kind of like a mixed bag depending on your comorbid illnesses and like how your treatment is and what your definition of cure is, um, you know, whether you'll have it or won't have it for the rest of your life. Um, the internet, um, and the doctors that I've seen in person, you know, all have said, excuse me, I yawn again, have all said kind of, 
not contradictory things in the sense of it's like oh you'll definitely be cured compared to like you'll never be cured either it's very much just a spectrum of either like treatment can help it be subdued so much that it's almost as if you don't like it don't have it to like treatment will just help you manage the symptoms so basically i said you'll always have bpd um and i don't have an an correct answer to retract that but i just want to retract that because i feel like that's a little too condemning um in my what bpd means to me um Again, I I kept saying diagnosed or pre-diagnosed, so this is just me correcting and saying I was not diagnosed. I was just being cheeky because I low-key self-diagnosed and then got one one smidgen of self-validation and was like, all right, I was right, I was right, Um, but I hadn't gotten that official diagnosis yet. Um, Unhealthy relation. Oh, me just talking about being in unhealthy relationships and how I manipulate people and blah 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 blah. and again a lot of me saying like yeah and then I go through this cycle where I manipulate people and I treat people like crap and yes that happens yes I'm more aware of it now so I try not to do it um however it's not as if every single relationship I have is me manipulating them to get to some sort of end um usually when I do go through that cycle of like I'm gonna be your friend and get close to you Another not. When I go through that cycle, if I'm going to be your friend and get close to you, um, because I have an ulterior motive, it's usually because there's, there's a situation going on. Um, and I felt like I, I just painted myself in the wrong light. Um, and it's hard, you know, it's very nuanced because aside from me saying like, this is the individual and this is the reason why I did this and this is how I took advantage of them, which I'm not going to do because that's not fair to the individual and also way too over Sherry. Um, it can be hard to like get what I mean. But basically when I was talking about just like, I have friends and I just toss them because I am a terrible person and I manipulate everyone. That was me in my feels um, and not necessarily me presenting myself correctly um was over analytical and still processing bpd and brigade yeah so that's basically what i'm saying a lot of my early episodes um is very just me processing crap not feeling anxiety out of personal relationships is false again uh just noting these are things that i've said over and over and over again literally there's like multiple repeated notes about the same topics but again um i do feel anxiety aside from the bpd situations um it's uh it's generalized anxiety again um i feel anxious about like everything finances schooling housing uh hanging out with people sports wellness uh this podcast just anything my dog like i just think of things that can go wrong um i'm always nervous i always feel like like super claustrophobic in my own body it's not very fun um I just have lived with these feelings for so long that I didn't think they were an issue until I started talking about them and then someone was like wow you have an issue um whenever I've talked to any mental health professional the first thing they say is yeah you have some sort of anxiety disorder and I'm like wow I thought I I was so good at managing my emotions but the truth is I'm not um descriptions to event focused but does oh again it's just everything related back to my breakdown even if it did apply to the example what bbd means to me is super cringe very rambly again yeah 
truly running laps in my head. So Reggie from Weekend Watcher says he listens to me because I run laps in my head. And what BPD means to me is literally just the process of me saying like this is this section of my bpd and if you take one one hundredth of my bpd and add it to one ninetieth of my anxiety and subtracted it by one eighteenth of my depression like literally that whole audio is how i sound in my head all the time assessing every single situation ever um which is probably why i'm so anxious um what's that sorry about all the yawning uh, two categorical of diagnosis diagnoses again uh just trying to split everything off and say this was a reaction because of my bpd and this was a reaction because of my anxiety whereas some of it was just irrational and unexplainable actions because they were irrational and unexplainable um the representation of my mind again i talked about um i think i was a little too hard on myself representing just why i do the things i do um and being too analytical made me seem way too cold my five blank plans there wasn't really anything wrong with this audio i just found it really interesting because it is about five months after um i literally it was five days five weeks five months that we've covered just in time and i literally in the audio was like yeah i'll be at my winter break from my first semester of university and i'm listening i was listening to that audio like at the beginning of this winter break i'm in um and i was like wow like that time has passed so basically i just wanted to go over things that i planned on doing that i did or did not get done so i didn't train my dog um i did figure out what i was doing with my hair i've just bought a bunch of wigs i did not start that band i mean we keep talking about it but we haven't had practice yet uh went to uni and did my errands because i guess that was something i wanted to do i wanted to get errands done and figure out my room i uh, i did not keep my room organized um i mean it's it's clean but it's it's not super organized um i did see friends i did meet friends i didn't get an on on campus job unfortunately uh i got familiar with the school i became active in clubs and i've made friends um i've not studied effectively and i hope to kick that into high gear second semester um which i probably won't um I figured out a schedule, but I haven't stuck to it because sometimes I just didn't stick to it. Um, and mm, I did not complete Blogmas slash Podmas, which Podmas back way back when in August was like my great idea in which I would do like 12 podcasts and then post every other day. And that's just no, that's just no. Um what's next on to my last couple of notes being factually wrong versus so basically it's one thing if i'm factually wrong in which say i say like depression is a disorder in which you touch your foot 10 hours of 24 hours a day like that's just not what depression is um but then there's me like interpreting things wrong so for example um back when i attributed every single action i had ever done to bpd depression and or anxiety and now i'm sitting here and saying like actually that was me just being way too critical and categorical and analytical now who's to say that i'm any more correct now than i was five months ago or that i'm going to be any more correct six months from even now the whole point though is that um yeah the whole point basically is just um that's not necessarily factually wrong it's just me interpreting my my perception um that was wrong 
Um, and those are two different things. So there are certain things that I will definitely retract. If I'm factually wrong, you send me an article. It's like, actually, this is what science says. I'll be like, oops, sorry, change it. If I'm just interpreting things wrong and you're like, are you sure that situation went down like you thought it was? I'll be like, I mean, I don't know. But also, I don't know that it didn't go down the way that I thought it was either. So shrug. Um, next importance of reflection. Um, I mean, look at what we're doing now. I'm just reflecting on everything I've put out and um, basically crapping on it because it was not great quality. And I thank you all for listening to it if you've listened to all of them, but they are not great. And we should reflect and just try and grow. And this is a thing, this is a part of my I'm not unproblematic thing. You see, like, I want to reflect. I want to look at the things I say and think, you know, I shouldn't have said that like that. I'm going to try and take that word out of my vocabulary. I'm not going to say things like this because even if I'm not offended by it, other people would not. But on the other hand, you know, I'm not here to start a witch hunt on anyone else or have a witch hunt started on me because we're human beings and things happen. I haven't murdered anyone, to my knowledge. I haven't assaulted anyone, to my knowledge, you know, um... So, I mean, of course, if I, like, committed mass murder at 16 years old, I can't be like, well, listen, I was young. It was two years ago. Like, I've changed. Like, obviously, that's an issue, and I should have known better at that time. However, if it's just, like, a misspeak or a mistype or, you know, I just didn't read the room right or I just was completely not socially aware and saying something like there's wiggle room there we can learn it's not all a hundred percent you're a terrible person you should burn in the social justice hell for all of eternity um as some people make it seem also oversharing there are a couple things especially in i think what bpd means to me that i was listening to and i was like oh honey honey why did you say that um and i'm still trying to reevaluate how I share, and what's oversharing, and what's not. Uh, Everything clouded by my experience and breakdown. Yeah, I said that already. Um, Misuse of mania as well as paranoid, delusional. Uh, So basically, I don't know if I've used these terms in any of my actual like audios, but I'd use them when talking to mental health professional. Paranoid and delusional, especially when I was going talking about my breakdown because there are certain situations when I was thinking irrationally. And one of my counselors told me like, don't use those words because in a clinical setting, they um, imply that you're someone who like thinks that the world's out to get you and it's like doomsday shit and like everyone's an alien and you need to like stay in your house because you're paranoid that people are coming to like probe you or whatnot so I was like no that's not what I mean um and within a clinical setting I was actually misrepresenting myself so if I've used those words um in any of my episodes please just mentally replace them with just I was thinking irrationally and you know I was I was I was thinking people were plotting against me um and whatnot whatnot um as for mania it's really weird because I get screened a lot by new professionals for bipolar and they ask me the biggest thing they ask me is just do you have nights where like you can't sleep and you think you're euphoric and you like blah 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 blah. and it's like sleeping isn't an issue there are times when I'm euphoric and I think I'm like amazing and I can do everything and I get fixated on ideas um but it's not like I can't sleep and I'm working on them till all hours or whatnot um excuse me so I do have periods in which I'm like either super, super depressed or 
in some sort of manic type situation where I'm not level, I'm like, it's like I'm on drugs or something and I'm just like ready to go and everything's great and I'm going to be the best at everything. And then it makes me, like people said, it makes me confrontational. It makes me not fun to be around. Um, I spend all my time on other things instead of my work. Um, I don't know if mania is the right word. I haven't been told not to use manic by any professionals, even though I don't have bipolar. Um, so that's something as well. Uh, paranoid, delusional, something that I'm working out of my vocabulary. Manic is still up in the air. Um, and those are all my notes. So that's me going through my podcast notes for like my first seven episodes. Um, and I feel like if I went through the the majority of the rest of the episodes, it would be a lot of the same. You know, your anxiety is pervasive. You were not diagnosed at this time. Um, you're being too hard and categorical on yourself, blah, blah, blah. Um, where do I want to go from here? Well, another yum. In the coming year, I want to post once a week on the blog as well as once a week uh podcasts um connect more on social medias um put out some more content that's generic and helpful to everyone and never mention my breakdown slash breakup again maybe the breakdown not necessarily the breakup but the breakdown in very general broad terms if a question or topic requires me to touch on it, but I want to speak about it as little as possible because I feel like it's overdone for me. Um, I have some really good topics that are going to carry us throughout January and like early February maybe, Um, and I just want to have some fun, and I want to connect more with you guys, and I have a YouTube channel now. It's personally borderline, so I want to um, start posting all of those onto the YouTubes so that people who listen to podcasts on YouTube can also find me. And then who knows, I should be going to U- Europe for a couple different reasons um, come spring slash summertime. And if that happens, I might have some cool video content to put onto the YouTubes. And that's pretty much my planning. Um, as for reflecting just on the year, I mean, the first half of a year of the year was a mess. The second half of a, of the year was um was settling into university, which has been a fairly fruitful experience and has taught me a lot about myself and has taught also shown um helped me rear BPD's head and also a couple other things. Um, but yeah, going into the new year, I want to kick my studies out of the park. Um, and stay more on top of my life, which I'm not doing right now, so obviously it's not going to work out too well for me, but a girl can dream. Um, as usual, Twitter is purse borderline at PRS borderline, Instagram purse borderline at PERS borderline, Medium the blog at PERS borderline, YouTube is personally borderline, um, you're already on the podcast, but it's personally borderline if anyone was wondering. Um, I'm Purse. Thank you for listening. And as always, I'll be here for you until the next podcast.